Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. So I have a few topics that I think are interesting. It's, it's a busy weekend in well, sports. Well, you didn't say. Luca Nation. It's Sometimes I throw it in on the hook. Sometimes Luca I don't. You know Nation. What I mean? Yeah, but I want you to start it off. That way all this other stuff is now, it's all erased. And then we start off fresh. And I know it's time to put the game face on. Okay. I love, my, my personal favorite is when you're half asleep on the couch and I ask a question or make a statement that's interesting to you. And it takes you about six seconds to fully get up, but you get up and get engaged in the, in the topic. Exactly. Yes, it's one of my the, favorite things. You're in a new chair today. Just by the window here. I've done it before, but you can't really tell, I guess, in the afternoon. I don't think you've ever had that lighting. It actually complements you really well. I hope you shave this week, though, if you're going to the office. So, Luca Nation, since Cage wants me to kick it off officially uh, without just yapping, I will. So, welcome back to another episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze, a Sunday evening edition. And we have a full slate of topics to discuss today. It's springtime in America, huh? Pretty nice. People are smiling up in the Northeast. Pretty Uh, sure it's spring in Mexico, too, right? Kind of, yeah, but it's, it's the same weather year-round, really. It gets a little bit more hot in the, in the summer. But, but daylight savings and all that good stuff. There's more tourists here. But I have a few topics here to discuss, Cage, if that's okay Let's with go. you. Let's but go. Let's curi- start it off. I'm- Let's hear it. All right. So first, we got the NCAA tournament. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. I've already yeah, lost two of my four. Two of my final four teams already out. Okay. Done. Well, you're not the only one. There's been a ton of upsets, but it's, it's, it's interesting to watch. But at the same time, I don't know if you watch NBA and then college, and they're so much more talented in the NBA. It's kind of crazy. Yes. We could talk about that if you want. And golden auctions. People are kind of tweaking out all over Instagram this morning about the Jordan sales. You as the Jordan experts, the Jordan market expert, would love to hear your thoughts. Top shot. I want to talk about top shot LeBron moments, specifically the OG moment versus the Kobe tribute. Uh Mbappe. I want to talk a little bit about Mbappe because Champs League's coming up. I don't know if you follow that at all. And then we have Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's facing uh, quite a few allegations about sexual abuse. And I'm interested how you think that's going to affect his cards and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the topics that I've prepared for today's discussion. I think they're all relevant. But don't let me steer you. You know, if there's something that's top of mind that's important to you, Mr. Cage, Let's bring it to Luca Nation and then deliver two plays for them. All right. Listen, I like all those stuff. I'm not gonna be able to talk I too much about I'm not gonna be able to talk too much about soccer because you know it's soccer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, we can you know we'll uh, we'll do our thing, man. Let's go. What you, so NCAA's I lost Illinois today. Uh, they got beat up pretty bad, and I had them in the finals. Um, I had them losing to Gonzaga, and I lost Texas. I had Texas going to the final four also. Um, so. You know, my the the only point gainers for me is I need my other two final fours. Arkansas was my other little you know fun play I to like get to that. the final four, and and uh, you know and Gonzaga had I went total chalk. I'm Gonzaga winning the whole thing, so I guess I still have a shot at it, especially if it's Arkansas in the final four and Gonzaga wins. Um, but yeah, I lost. You know, Illinois had Gonzaga over Illinois in the final, so that's kind of shitty. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of people had their brackets busted already. So not a ton of talent. Not a th- so. NCAA clearly super competitive. It's also in a watch the upsets. It's, it's entertaining, but not a lot of talent for next year in the NBA. Do you, no. are you seeing that as well? I agree. 
I agree. Although, you know, you get to watch a game like this, and you don't really see too much of the talent. Like, I watched Purdue. They didn't win, so you're not going to be able to see a bunch of um, – you know, a bunch of, of, of games out of those guys, obviously, but there's a, a freshman Ivy, um, number 23. He was really good. Uh, he had a great game, you know, he had a good college season, you know, it wasn't somebody who was like, you know, all American or anything like that kind of came out of nowhere, but like somebody like that, I could see it would have been nice if he would have played again. They got, they got beat, but, um, you know, their draft stock rising, you know, he looks NBA ready, even as a freshman. Um, but yeah, man, um, the flip side to that coin though, is sometimes people look good in the NCAA tournament and they just turn out to be NBA flops anyway. So they may look talented. They may look good, but I, I like, you know, I remember when I was collecting in the nineties, uh, the 93, 94 draft, which was headlined by like Weber and um, Sean Bradley. I made fun of him the other day. And then it turns out he got hit while he was riding a bike. He got hit by a car and is no. now, now a paraplegic. See the powers that I have. It's amazing. Very sad. I feel really bad. Very sad. Uh, but you know, Penny Hardaway. So there was a guy who was drafted. I don't remember if he was drafted. Seventeenth, nineteenth. He was definitely a first round draft pick. He played for Seton Hall, and Seton Hall had a decent run in the tournament that year. And uh, he was a big guy, seven footer. His name was Luther Wright, and he, you know, he had a good, um, he had a good tournament. He just kind of came out of nowhere. He wasn't like a you know heavily touted like player, but he had a good tournament, and he was drafted in the first round, and he turned into like nothing. You know, so so that could happen too, you know? That can happen. What I mean is, even with all of that, there's usually one, two, on some of the best years, five prospects. Like, I don't know if you remember that Kentucky team, you know, with the Marcus Cousins, John Wall, course, uh, yeah. but, but Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe, yeah. Uh, there's usually, I mean, Okafor, I believe that year was on Duke. But the point is, Wendell Carter, I mean, I could go on and on. There were guys that you're like, at least they have a shot to be superstars in the NBA. You know, you had one, two, three, four guys. I'm not seeing anyone. They, the, the media shoves this Cade Cunningham guy down our throat, and he's like a three for 14 shooter, just a volume chucker. Uh, but anyway, we won't beat a dead horse. I'm Listen, enjoying Cade Cunningham looks like he could be all the player that a LaMelo Ball was last year. I mean, he I watched their, their Gonzaga play yesterday, and, and he was moving the ball all over the place. Very good passer. He did not have his best shooting night, but he does look like a good player. But y- your point is, is yes, you know, there's no Luka. There's no Zion. There's no Ja. There's no, you know, I mean, maybe somebody will turn into a Ja. Who knows? But you're right. There is no headliner. And, but people said exactly that with this year's draft, right? You had Anthony Edwards, Wiseman, Lamella, like any of them could have been a top pick. And who knows, I, you know, who's the best player of all of them. But the, the I don't know still, if, if you, I don't know a single guy you could put on any of those guys' level right now. Yeah, but none of them were on any level. Like, nobody was impressed with those three guys this past year either. You know what I mean? People were like, LaMelo Ball. I remember this time last year, people were like, LaMelo Ball, really? That He's playing in Australia? One of the Ball brothers potentially could be the top pick in the draft? People thought it was insane. So, you know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe in the next game, Kid Cunningham lights it up and goes, you know, 15 to 16, and you're like, wow, this, is, this kid's the real deal. You never know. All right. Friday night, Friday during the day, Deshaun Watson cards flooded eBay. And some of the silver prism, it's the base. And a PSA 10 sold for 700, 800 bucks. That was a $1,400 card just a week ago. And what happened was, and there's this is super preliminary, but anyway, he has like 10 different sexual assault allegations that have come out against him in the last week. The interesting thing is, Cage, you could take this whichever direction you want. The uh-huh. lawyer that is trying this case is next door neighbors with the owner of the Houston Texans. Were, were you aware of this? Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm curious, right? 
Deshaun, we've been talking to him. Basically, he's been the talk of the NFL offseason. Where is he going to go? Apparently, the Texans got rid of everyone except for him. You know, I know there's a lot of investors sitting on the sidelines who believe in Deshaun's talent, but, you know, talent has to meet opportunity, right? Uh-huh. How are you playing this? How are you looking at this? What, what do you make of this at all? And it doesn't even have to be specific to Deshaun Watson. It could be more along the lines of this is what I've seen when guys have had legal trouble in the past. And this is what I would wait for before making a decision whether to put your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be whether he's guilty or innocent or if this is, um, you know, manufactured allegations or legitimate because we'll never know. It could be more of how would you invest in a scenario like this where a star, a superstar player, quarterback, someone who is super investable in the offseason dealing with these issues and you want to put your money where your mouth is or you don't. Um, so, Well, it's a very difficult scenario, right? Um, you know, you're talking about Busby and, you know, Tony Busby. So he's representing allegedly 12 women who yep. are making claims against um, Sean Watson sexual assault. Um, you know, we're not going to, um, you know, get into the facts of it, the whole deal. I don't know. I wasn't there. No, the whole it seems like there there has been evidence submitted in seven of them. The same lawyer is going to have 12 women. It's going to be another five. I got to tell you, and this is definitely going to, you know, come out sounding, you know, um, controversial. But my play today is buying Deshaun Watson cards. Well, it's, How I mean, do it's, I tee you up? Here's the thing, right? What I would do is I would wait a little while, right? Because you're going to see whether or not this becomes criminal or whether it's just a civil thing. And obviously the difference there is criminal, criminal investigation you know, there's a potential to really put his career in jeopardy. So first thing, just to quickly sum up, you're, you're looking to see as an investor if there's going to be criminal charges or if this is just going to be correct. These are the kind of things, right? These are the kind of things where, where you may be able to find a bargain in a player, especially if it turns out that there's not – sometimes where the smoke, there's fire – but if it's just smoke, it's just using all of my quotes, he's literally just no using fire, all right? of my quotes. So I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to be you today. I trademark, so trademark so, infringement on Cage Lawyer. So, so I mean, the deal here is that you know he hasn't done anything off the field. Uh, he hasn't done anything on the field to take the you know the, the the cards down. A lot of times, off the field stuff is enough to make the card value go down. And you know he's going to lose fans because of this. I mean, that's just straightforward. But Can I he- think. Go ahead. Okay. A few. If he loses fans and he loses status, whatever that means, can he sue them for defamation? But yeah, but even that, my deal on it is, is he, he, this is one where you may not get a chance to buy his stuff this cheap ever again. And over the next couple of weeks, the prices have taken a beating and they're going to continue to take a beating. And I think in a year, two years, three years, when he's potentially winning the Super Bowl or an MVP, people are you're not going to, you know, they're going to remember, wow, you know, this, those cards took a beat. I'm, I'm, I should have got in then. Let's stay on topic. Let's stay on yeah. theme where this is going to be a controversial Sunday show. And guys, remember, this is a talk show. We share our opinions. We're trying to give you different angles. Uh, not everything here should be taken as gospel. Do your own research. Have your own opinions. We love you guys, Luca Nation. LeBron injury, or should I call it Le Fake? injury yeah man and specifically you could take it any direction you want i want to talk about what top shot should do with his nba 
um, top shot movements, specifically the OG dunk, which is his first series one moment versus the Kobe tribute, right? So the prices went berserk last night. They fell, you know, 10, 15, 20%. Not a lot of buyers, a lot of people listing them below the floor on top shot. Uh, but the, the Kobe tribute dunk fell a lot more because as we know, there's more of that uh, moment in circulation, not more minted. They're both out of a thousand because the top shot account is holding a lot of the OG moment, right? Cage. Yep. Okay. So you could take the LeBron injury any direction you want, but they're saying he's going to be out for a little while out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. What are you, what, what are you making of the LeBron injury, the LeBron card market? And if you want to touch on the LeBron top shot market. Sure. So LeBron's cards have come down a bit. Um, Interesting take on LeBron here. Uh, you know, this was the, the Lakers team was one that uh, we thought was a juggernaut in the beginning of the season, adding, you know, Montrez and, mm-hmm. you know, returning AD and LeBron. And obviously now the Nets have, you know, gone out and built a super team over there. Um, and the Lakers have kind of sputtered out a little bit. Uh, they don't look like the best team in the West. They look like a team that would probably lose to the Nets in five. Um, I with, have never with liked Kyle them. Kuzma as their lead, leading scorer now. Yeah, Kuzma's the, their leading scorer. I, I, I um no, if LeBron comes back and yeah. AD comes back and the yeah. whole deal, I still think they lose to the Nets in five. So, but here's the the fun of that. I don't think we ever see that series because I think LeBron doesn't want to hear that he's only won four out of eleven or however many it is. I mean, how many has he won now? He's won uh, he's won four out of ten, right? So yeah, right. He's four and six with last year's yep. win. One two at Miami, one with Cleveland, with LA. I, I I think he doesn't even go to the finals. I think he would he would rather lose on his way to the finals, or or you know, or have a crappy crappy end to the season where he's injured um, and doesn't even play, um, than go and lose in the finals for a seventh time. Because I don't think I think he's hard of hearing of it. And age conspiracy talking about age conspiracies here. I huh? know that's that's going to be controversial, but that's that's who I think he is. I don't think he's a killer. I don't think he's a goat. I don't think he's you know. I don't think he has what it takes to uh, you know to carry a team. He never has. He's never shown that he's had the ability to do it. You know before. Um, you know, AD put him on his back. Kyrie puts him <laughs> on his back. And, uh, you know, he sat on the shoulders of Bosch and Wade. So, you know, why wouldn't he, uh, you know, well, we'll see. Time, time will tell, right? It's only a couple months away. We'll see what happens. But, but I have a feeling that it's not going to be, uh, you know, Lakers Nets in the finals. So now that we, now that we do a YouTube show, so we, you get, we have video now. If you guys want to watch the video of these, of these podcasts, we're on YouTube now, guys. I don't know if you realize this, but Cage has a Skull and Bones shirt on. Little yeah, Goody Goody's. Skull and Bones. And I love this. Today's episode is, is this isn't our typical vibe. You know, we're usually hurrah, cheering, very positive. But today we're a little bit more. Uh, well, I'll get. I'll gritty. take it even deeper, right? On, on oh. LeBron. LeBron. I watched his injury yesterday, and um, I couldn't believe what I saw. I mean, he had an ankle turn, and they they landed on his ankle, and it's the kind of injury you've seen in the NBA many many times, um, but. Normally, when you see that injury, you get somebody hobble over to the sidelines. If it's, you know, if it's not that high of an ankle sprain, they'll relace their shoes and they'll come back out onto the court. Tighten, tighten them up, right? You tighten them up. That's it. You tighten up the shoes and come back on. I've seen it a bunch of times. Now, if it's a really bad sprain, you know, we saw one with John Morant earlier this year. It was a much different turn. I mean, you saw how badly Morant came down full weight rather than, you know, somebody kind of like twisting the ankle that you had on LeBron. The Morant one looks significantly worse. And even he. 
he was on the ground waiting for the trainers to come over, laying there, you know, sort of calm. Uh, LeBron looked like, you know, you ever go deep sea fishing, you pull a marlin out of the ocean and it's like flopping around all over the place, you know, the fish flopping all over. LeBron looked like a fish flopping around on the, on, on the court yesterday. And, you know, you know, just just writhing in pain and wailing. And, and I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing like, hey, Ian, you can't have another Swedish fish. So he's going to, you know, flop around on the floor, you know, and, and, and whine and cry. I want more candy. You know, that's no. what LeBron looked like, which, you know, that's some people's goat, not mine. But you know what's funny? I did go deep sea fishing, Cage. I did go deep sea so fishing. There you go. Ten years so ago. When I just, I, I'll tell you about pulling. Ten years ago, we went yeah. deep sea fishing for barracuda and mahi-mahi here in Mexico. I just turned 21, playing college soccer. I was playing really well. I was looking good. I was fit. Uh, I had the six Sixers hat on. And I met a 24-year-old here. Mm-hmm. And we were going out every single night, every single night. And you know, like, that's only three years difference. But you know what I'm saying? 21 to 24 at that age, like, she'll show you a few things. You know what I'm saying, Cage? Yeah, but we were going out every night and then the next like maybe the second to last night before we were leaving or second last day before we were leaving. We had a deep sea fishing trip planned and it was it was not fun. (coughs) I'm getting memories. It was not fun. I was throwing up the whole time. I got seasick. I was laying on the floor of the of the boat as everyone was catching barracuda. But I do remember the floppy fish. So. Yeah, well, that was what LeBron looked like, floppy fish. But it's take this however you want. And I don't want to get into a conversation about COVID or vaccines or the whole deal. But if you type in LeBron James's name in the last two weeks before this injury, because if you just type it into Google now, you're going you're gonna to see he's, he's injured. Okay, But if you type in his name in Google over the last two weeks, you would get the same article over and over again. And it was LeBron James being urged to rethink his stance about the COVID vaccine. That's the title of about nine articles, the top nine things. One of them is Stephen A. Smith urges uh, LeBron to rethink his stance on the vaccine. It's on ESPN. It's on Yahoo. It's on everywhere, right? Because he came Yahoo. out and said it's, it's, a private, uh, it's a private decision that he's making on his own. And basically, for the last couple of weeks, LeBron has been pressed more about the vaccine and – his stance on it, his position on it, than his game, than on the fact that the Lakers look piss poor, um, and that you know there is uh, there's trouble in Hollywood when it comes to uh, you know what that Lakers team is going to do. And am I saying that he um, is faking his injury? No, but I'm saying five minutes after he was writhing around and pain on the ground, the news wires hit LeBron out indefinitely, indefinitely. Not he's coming back in the second half. Right, not, not he's coming back tomorrow. Not he's out a couple of days. Not they're going to reassess. Not there's going to be an MRI. Not hey, the normal timeline for a high ankle, high ankle spray this grade. We're going to wait to see what grade it is. We're going to compare it to John Morant. We're going to no with him out indefinitely. Now, we'll call <laughs> it another cage conspiracy. I will say that it is convenient that he no longer has to answer questions about his stance on the vaccine. So your goat who I think wants no piece of the Nets, your goat, who will, if he makes it to the finals, which I don't think he's going to, will go four and seven in NBA finals. Your goat, I believe, is um, he's hiding. That's what I think. So there's my, uh, there's my cage conspiracy of the day. Um, Let me I'm keep poking gonna... the bear. 
please. Po- Gary Poke Vee's away. buying off the road cards and drawing off the road. Yeah, did when I you... say that wrong? Just no. very random cards. Oh, I was okay. reading his tweet. He called them yeah. off the road. I believe. Yeah, like oh. okay, just like just like weird shit, right? Yes. All right. Do you, you want to touch on that shit? at all? I think Gary well, I... is 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 one of the smartest and. I don't want to say anything horrible, but one of the smartest and fakest people in the world. So off the um, beat impact is what he called it. He's a perfect example of why we're going to see a pullback in cards. Cause I think a lot of money is finding its way into these ridiculous NFTs and people are putting their money into these things now as um, you know, as the next thing that potentially can go five, 10, 15, 20, 30 X. Cause people are seeing it and the cards already did it. And you know, He's buying off the beaten path cards. What was the last time that you saw Gary, you know, holding up his five fingers and his, you know, his big smiley card thing? You know, hey, here's my next, here's my next thing. Where's, where's his Giannis, you know, prism cards that he was, he was pumping up when they were $6,500, Why, why don't I see a picture of him on Twitter holding up Giannis, talking about how Giannis is the greatest basketball player, you know, since, uh, since Moses Malone. You know, where's, where's his, you know, where's, where's, where are those tweets? You know, where are his, where are his 86 Fleer, you know, uh, Dominique Wilkins and Elijah on tweets? Where are all those things that, you know, what, you know where they are? No, me neither. Cause they're not there right They're They're hidden now. They're they've, they've moved into another market of lemmings and followers. And now it's by chubbies. Yes. Chubbies by chubby NFT by chubbies, right. By, by NFT racing horses. Um, and people will follow, man. And you know what happens? You know what happens when people just continue to follow into all these weird little directions? What's left in the wake is a bunch of people holding bags of shit. Worthless <laughs> bags of shit. Clearly da- holding, clearly da- wipe my ass. Clearly yeah. Dunruss. Exactly. Clearly wipe my ass Dunruss. Now, he's never recommended Dunruss, but I'm telling you, he definitely recommended Giannis. Um... You know, and there's a whole bunch of other ones that wreck. The point, guys, is this. Yes, he's buying cards off the beaten path. Maybe that's a way to make some money now. Who knows? Um, I'm surprised he hasn't come out and said that he is a big investor in Jay-Z cards after last night's golden auction sale. I don't want to jump <laughs> ahead to your, your next uh, your next topic. We can talk about the auction prices in, in a moment and Jordan cards and the whole deal. But listen, Gary is one guy, right? He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing, and he knows that he can, you know, move things. He He... He had a picture yesterday. He obviously got into these chubby NFTs, chubbies early. And he posted, you guys, you got you to gotta be careful, right? You got to be smart. He posted a picture of one of his ridiculous drawings. I forget what it was, friendly fish, you know, whatever the heck it was. But it was, the picture was off center. Like the, instead of, instead of the, the little sketch doodle that he drew being like center mass in his, in his Twitter post, it was towards the bottom. And the top two thirds of the picture were his computer screen. So that you can see this, the computer screen was the prices of all of these chubbies before he ever really commented about the chubbies, which he's been talking about all day today, right? So, guys, you're being led. Sometimes you're not being led to water. Sometimes you're being led to whatever the hell he wants you to drink. So just be smart, right? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Horses like water a little more than like Kool-Aid. So I hope, I hope you, Luca Nation, are enjoying this. I hope you understand how much preparation takes on my end come up with these polarizing topics to get cage all <laughs> up <laughs> and let me wrap with this you're, you're an owner of a jordan fleer psa 10 i am you're sitting on a good 
but yet you saw a pullback. You saw a pullback yes. from 736 to 630, to I think 550, and then now to 475. Yes. Those numbers are in the ballpark. But you know the MJ market as well as anybody. What do you make of the MJ market pullback? And then you could go into, you know, I, I, what I saw is a lot of base cards pullback and a yep. lot of kind of numbered autos still reached record highs. But curious to hear your thoughts. So my thought, my thought, pretty straightforward, is any chart can be looked at in a way to tell whatever story you want to tell. So if you want to go on the crossover episode, Chris Hodge is live, and I don't know, what's the other guy's name, the one that puts me to sleep? <laughs> um, uh, exactly. So so those two, if you want to go on there and talk about how, like, oh, this is, uh, we knew this was going to happen, that card should never be that price, and put up a, a chart that shows, no, I you know, it's a like cardboard chronicle. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a big spike and then a big dip, right? Okay. That's one chart. But if, if you made a year chart or an 18-month chart or a two-year chart, what you'd see on that card is you'd see peaks and valleys. You'd see it go up and go down. But what you would see if you panned out wide enough is that over time, that card goes up, just like most GOATS cards do. Now, I would make the argument that has happened many times that that card, when the supply goes down, it makes new highs, and sometimes it gets ahead of itself. It did it during the the uh, last dance, and Jordan's cards pulled back. It did it again when Golden sold two of them for seven and change, which I think one of them was bought by like Timberland, right, and and some other investors, you know, who were like, "I'm really just going to pay whatever the heck it is." And sometimes these auctions, remember, it's not the most liquid thing in the world. Sometimes these auctions, it's just a matter of one person saying, "I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get this," and if there happens to be somebody else saying the same thing that night, you're going to get high prices. Um, you know, anybody who thinks the Durant market isn't going to come down a little bit after their last auction last month is silly too. It's the same type of thing. You just had people going after Durant in that auction. So, you know, would it be great for someone who held the card to say, yeah, it's going to stay exactly at that price? Sure. Did everyone in the world expect a pullback? Also, sure. If you go back three, four, five months ago, the card was in the ones, right? I talked about how, you know, a guy on Twitter, Mr. Mint, was selling one for 105 and couldn't get rid of it. This mm-hmm. is less than a year ago. And then it went to two and it went to three. Should it have gone straight from three to seven? No. But here's a way, another way of looking at it. Take the sevens and the sixes out of the equation. Just take them off the chart, right? And look at the same chart that everybody has. What you're going to see is you're going to see the thing going like this. Instead, of, it goes like this and then like this. But from here to here, it's still going up. You know what I mean? It still went one to two to 250 to three yep. to now four. It was Why do you think it's on PWCC, but still two sales last night, 492 right. in Golden, right? So, so and five months ago, it was 105, 115. Yeah, My question so is, well, why in stocks do we understand that choppiness? But when it comes to cards, it's either straight line or like, ha, 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 pullback. Because we've gotten used to the straight line. And also, it's a flex kind of thing, right? Because you got people out there saying, I have this card. It's worth X because of one sale. And what you have to be careful of is that doesn't mean that it's worth that, right? You know, especially in these markets that are not as liquid. You know, you want to tell me what your know, LeBron is worth today? Fine, right? Because LeBron's worth twenty something thousand dollars because that there have been plenty of them that have sold this week for that. That card was forty thousand, right? I notice also that you know the um, what's what's funny is by a percentage, the LeBron Chrome, which was over forty, and the Kobe Chrome, which was over forty, they're actually down greater percentage than that Michael Jordan is which went from 730 to 490, right? 
those cards went from over 40 to mid-20s, right? Those cards are down 40%. But I don't hear anybody talking about those. I don't hear anybody holding up charts on those. You want to know why? Because the chart makers actually own those cards. <laughs> Keep that in mind, folks. Keep that in mind. His Remember name is Josh, Cardboard Chronicles. Josh, sorry, man, but you do. You put me to sleep. I apologize. You you can't lie, and you can't say that you're well, excited well, or anything t- like that. He, well, he puts me to sleep, and he makes me snore. I would compare, you know, you're, you're the sons with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. He's the Wisconsin offense. He's the Virginia yes, offense. Yes, very good. He gets Both it done, can win games. Both can no win games. should want to watch it. <laughs> well, you're a New Yorker. He's from the Midwest. So, anyway. I like the Midwest. That's a wrap, bud. That's a wrap on my topics. Well, no, I have one last topic. Auction, man. Not, it's not yes. just Jordan. There were other things in that Golden Auction. And let me also throw yes. this one out there, too, because the I don't Jay-Z want to talk refractor. about Golden Auction. Jay-Z Refractor is ridiculous. I, I'd like to start digging into the golden prices a little bit, and I don't Ooh. have the data on this to kind of back it up in the whole deal. But he seems to be getting better prices for his cards, and a lot of people don't realize this. Memory Lane auction ended last night as well, and there were Memory Lane had a PSA ten Joe Montana rookie, and Golden had a BGS nine and a half Joe Montana rookie. Which, yes, it was two nine fives and two tens, I think. Um, but it was still a BGS 9.5 and, and um, Memory Lane had a 10. The golden BGS 9.5 sold for more than the Memory Lane PSA 10 Montana, which is weird, right? And maybe it's Impossibly. because... Yeah. Maybe I mean, it's because Memory Lane sounds like an antique furniture store. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe it's because Golden's getting eyeballs and bidders that will now only bid there the same way people only grade with PSA and they get a premium. And I guess that... You know, that is definitely, you know, one one reason for it. Um, but I guess then a tip for us would be if you're looking to buy cards like that, make sure you check in auction houses other than Golden, I guess, right? Because he seems to be getting a premium on his cards. I bet, you, I bet, you, if we, I bet you if we polled our audience, I would say 50%, if not more, don't even know that Memory Lane is an auction house. Really? All right. Well, see, that's odd. I, it's probably the auction house that I've bought the most from. And I guess that makes sense because uh, – I've only purchased vintage baseball from them. I bought my Hank Aaron rookie from them and my Yogi Berra rookie from them in the past. So, and that orange guy you used to have as your profile picture—that's Satchel Page. He's not orange. <laughs> He's not orange, and I wish I had that card still because, you know, you wish Cage has this. Phenom- this is—he's one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. So, anytime an auction ends with golden. Cage goes through the memory bank of every card he's ever owned. <laughs> so true. And then, like, it's if so I true. kept this card at this price, yeah, did I do it's it? So right? true. Did I you, do did, it? you did. You did it. One hundred percent right. And it's funny too because obviously there are other cards that are ending that I purchased that have gone up a lot, <laughs> and I purchased those cards with the money I got from these other ones. <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I'm being completely unreasonable about it. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, a Michael Jordan refractor finest refractor psa 10 sold for twenty something thousand dollars and that's up significantly from where it was you know even where it was during the last dance you know whose card that is whose that's the prion collection oh okay yeah i had one of those and sold it for probably 40 percent what it sold for last night let's not go down let's not go down memory lane um like i said how did that not catch how did you not Anyway, so your play is Deshaun Watson. My play is Mbappe Prism PSA 10. 
So Ooh. I think the train is leaving on soccer, specifically Mbappe cards. And I'll tell you, the soccer market right now reminds me of NBA, the NBA market before it caught fire. What I'm seeing in the soccer market is two goats holding it up, Cristiano and Messi. But what I'm also seeing is this huge pool of young talent with charisma, with personality, with style. Uh, and I think that reminds me a lot of Luca, Zion, Giannis, Ja. Like, you know, that crop of young talent that kind of moved mm-hmm. the sports hobby forward? That's what I'm seeing with the soccer market. And when I'm saying the train is leaving the station, what I mean is I wouldn't expect many pullbacks in the soccer market, especially with some of the higher end cards in the next 18 months. Here's why. So if we look at Mbappe, he has Champs League next week, two weeks from now. He plays Bayern Munich, which I think is going to be the, the PSG final. By the way, this crop of, of Champions League quarterfinals are unbelievable. Uh, we got Man City still in it. You got Madrid still in it. You got Liverpool still in it. You got uh, Chelsea still in it. You got uh, what can, what do we say? Dortmund still in it. You got PSG still in it. You got Bayern still in it. This is going to be as good of a quarterfinal as you could hope for. But what happens? Okay, so Mbappe. Let's say they beat Bayern and they go on to win Champions League. His cards go insane. Let's say they don't even do that. Well, what Cage, what's 12 months from now? It's the well, Euros. Right? Euro, Euro Cup now what, and then World after, world after ex- right? Euros exactly. World after. Euros, World Cup. Nonstop soccer, soccer, huge tournaments. Um, so you got Champions League coming up. you got Euros coming up. you got World Cup coming up. And who's going to be on the, on the stage? It's going to be Mbappe. In his prime. So I think the the train is leaving the station. You know what I did, Cage? What? You bought I one bought on Mbappe. Yes, I did. Nice. Yes, I did. Uh, and that's, you know, part of our partnership, you know, I like to eat my own dog food and it tastes delicious. By the way, I had an amazing breakfast this morning. You didn't even ask me about it, but it's okay. Um, it sounds like if you ate dog food, that's not so good. Curly fries and a big omelet. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was like a Sunday feast. I didn't know if I was going to be ready in time for this uh, episode. Curly fries are good time. <laughs> they, they really are. Don't tell me they were like uh, air fried or anything like that. Like, I need legit curly fries. Air fryers are interesting. I keep hearing them, but I don't own my own house cage, so I'm not going to buy an air fryer. Good. But I hear air fryers make food taste amazing, so... Yeah, but yeah, just, I did buy on Starstock. Deep fried. I I saved on shipping. I saved on taxes. I got a good deal. I had it for twelve twenty five. But point is, I also want to try. I want to experience. I want to see what it's like because Starstock is adding vintage cards and graded cards, yep. uh, and it's something that they're really really passionate about. They think it's going to help both buyers and sellers. So I wanted to be a buyer and see what the experience was like, and it was really cool. It was literally in my account in seconds. I made an offer on the higher priced one, and we'll see how it goes. But Yep, Mbappe Prism PSA 10. I also will say the 2017 Tops Chrome Mbappe may be worth a look too. It's a lower pop card. The issue with that is Prism has a little bit of notoriety, and 2018 was the year the France were in the World Cup. So those two things. Can I ask you a question on soccer with your play? Sure. And it's great that you made the comparison to modern basketball, but modern basketball has gone in the shitter. You know, you made the comparison to Ja and Zion and Trey. And so, yep. so you have Mbappe, you have 
uh, Haaland, you have, you know, Mason Greenwood and you have Ansu Fati and you have uh, Gio Reyna and you have, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to leave some. So you do watch right? soccer. Look at but, this guy. Look at the big brains on bread. I'm sure, like I said, I'm leaving. No, no, but, but don't tell people like, I know soccer. Just, you know, the, you know, one of them's going to be the tray. You know, and overall, aren't they all going to be the modern market? I mean, everybody's buying soccer. Everybody's buying it. I can't go on Instagram without seeing an Ansu Fati colored card or, or you know, like a blue or a green or whatever it is. Messi, this. And, I mean, Messi and Ronaldo, I get. They're goats, it's fine. But, like, you know, Haaland's being priced as if he's already going to be better. And I know he's, right now, he's scored a lot of goals. Faster than Holland anybody. Is a, Holland is a beast. Ansu Fati, I'm not so sure about. But people are paying uh, crazy money for Ansu Fati. I mean, what what if he's the next Freddie Adu? <laughs> That's hilarious. I played against his brother Frodo at George Mason, by the way. Not very good. Um, here, what I mean by the the soccer market is like the basketball market. It reminds me of December 2019, right before the basketball market got super hot. It was already kind of hot in December 2019. Do you remember? Right before yeah. Zion came back, it already had momentum. It wasn't the early days where you could get Luca for 50, 60 bucks on a PS10, but it also wasn't what it is now. So it was still early days. Listen, yes, the bottom's going to have on... one sec. Yeah, go ahead. It's still going to have the typical run of the cycle where it's going to hit peaks and then come down. Yep. But what you need to understand, Cage, is if there's you know 10,000, Prism PSA 10 Lucas, yep. same with the Zion. Do you know how many Prism PSA 10 uh, Mbappes there are? Um, I don't know, but there's still a ton at PSA. But how many? A, qu- a quarter. What, 2,500? Yeah. PSA 10s of Mbappe. Yeah. So, so obviously, they're aren't, they be the, more... aren't they the same price, though, right now? They are. They're actually less. Mbappes are 1225. And how much is Luca? About the same, right? Fourteen, fifteen hundred. And do you think that there are as many people out there interested in buying Mbappe cards as there are Luca cards? I'm not saying people who are, are soccer you, is fans. There, is there I'm as saying, much demand for the soccer market? No, but there. Yes and no. Here's what I'll explain. There's a lot of converted demand. There's a lot of people that have loved baseball and uh, basketball cards, and now they like soccer cards. So maybe they originally weren't the biggest fans of soccer, but they were converted. They listened to Card Talk Pod. They listened to Tyler. They listened to Gary Vee. They've been watching soccer because soccer is now more readily available on TV. And it's kind of the best thing you could watch Saturday and Sunday mornings. So I do think that soccer has won over a lot of fans. And I will, I will say it's foolish to assume that soccer isn't one of the most popular sports in the world. Well, we've seen Mbappe Prism already go as high as $3,000. Uh, we've also seen it go down as low as high sixes, seven hundred dollars. So I think you could say the floor is in on those cards. I know because I remember sold a I made that play. Yep. Do you remember I, I was selling it when they were I was selling them at that time. I made the yep. same play, and I think you're right. They they've kind of bounced off that. You guys still have three PSA tens of Mbappe left. You know, I I never really had a silver or anything crazy like that. Um, you know, but yeah, the, the, I I kept them because of exactly what you're talking about. The pipeline now for soccer, you know, to make headlines. And all these all these tournaments that are coming up, you know, it's it definitely it's definitely there. I guess my only concern with soccer is the same concern I have with modern basketball now, and it's everyone's on it. And if everyone's on something, you don't think everyone's on it, brother. 
I don't think it's everyone's on it. And there's a lot less uh, supply of it too. I think of uh, Mbappe as kind of the Giannis prism. So you know how the Giannis prism is a lot more rare, both yes. the silver and the base, than the other guys? I think the Ansu Fati's, the Jao Filiz, the Reina, even Haland. Haland kind of reminds me of Zion uh, for some reason. They're gonna be, there's going to be way more pop because they were printed a few years after. They were printed in the kind of the more popular era. So there's going to be more pop of those cards. And the benchmark for at least the next 16 to 18 months uh, maybe 12 months, whatever, is going to be the Mbappe Prism card. Just like for a long time, and that changed, Cage, for a long time, what was the benchmark card of the hobby, of the modern NBA hobby? It was the Giannis card. Yeah. Everything was tracked by that card, and at some point when the Bucks during the bubble kind of had a really disappointing performance, it fell off, and the Luka card kind of became now the benchmark. Yep. But even the Luca's down significantly. The Giannis is down significantly. I mean, everything's down significantly. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, it's a tough timing play, right? And, you know, you know, I guess I, I just would be careful. I mean, I don't Mbappe, agree. I don't Mbappe. agree with you. Well, you don't have to. That's, you know, we're not coming on here to, to be an echo chamber. Well, right? Let me I mean, rephrase. Let me yeah. rephrase. I call hypocrite on you because you just said that these cards are down a lot. Yep. Down significantly, but you could yep. make a chart do whatever you whatever it wants. That's true. Well, I, I will say that I'm about significantly. Mbappe. Mbappe is is safer, is what I was what I was saying there. I guess what I'm more concerned about is if you expand this play into these other guys that are a little more speculative that haven't had that. I mean, Mbappe's card. You, you, he's a young kid, but that card is now it's it's three years old. It's in its fourth year, and that's a 2018 card, and he's already got a track record. I mean, he wasn't the guy on that team. It was more. Griezmann's team, I think you probably would say, right? But, but, but he won a World Cup in eighteen. Like that is a two thousand eighteen World Cup. His team won it. I would have loved for him to do a little more in PSG. Maybe be injured a little bit less than he's been. But, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, people have a tendency to expand these things, right? You got Luca, and it's like, oh, let's get Trey. You got Luca. Oh, let me buy Michael Porter Jr. and myself, even Devontae Graham, and you know, it becomes more speculative. So I guess my take on it is. I liked Mbappe play. I have him. I haven't sold all of them because I think you're right. Everything you're saying is right. My mine is more of a cautionary. Soccer's great. Some of these guys are not going to pan out. Some of these For guys sure. are. Some of these guys are. But, not. but I didn't tell you. I didn't tell anyone to buy any of those yep. guys. Yep. Just to be yep. clear. Yep. And something to be noted that makes soccer a little unique. There, there isn't always somebody's team in soccer. So like. And, and that even changes over the years. So, like, in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, when Messi was still scoring a ton of goals, if you look back at that team, that wasn't Messi's Barcelona team. It just wasn't, actually. It was Ronaldinho's yeah. and Samuel Eto. So, like, it was Ronaldinho, man. I, I wish Ronaldinho was available during this time, man. He would be the most popular card in, in, in the world. Yeah, and then what the would happen, world. though? I mean, I would he, you know, he would go and party in Brazil. He would go exactly. and party in Brazil. But, I mean, listen, that, but that's the thing with soccer also, too, especially because, you know, like these guys, they seem to have, with the exception of Ronaldo and Messi, who are – they're amazing. The guys who seem to flame up, they mostly seem to flame out in soccer, whether it's because, you know, they lose a little bit of speed or or whatever the reason is. Like, like I'll give you a great Can example. I tell you the reason? Neymar. Exactly. Okay. Right, Neymar was supposed to be like this great, great, great player, right? And he's still good, right? And he's very good. And I'm not saying anything bad about Neymar, 
But Neymar was, he was Mbappe. He was, he was the, the last Mbappe. And he did not pan out the way that everybody thought he was going to. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the goat if we're talking about floppers. <laughs> but that's one not thing people need to, cards go up one, <laughs> one thing people need to kind of understand about soccer when they compare it to basketball is it's we try to do an apples to apples comparison and in a lot of ways there's similarities but the actual format of the leagues make it extremely different what i mean by that is you say neymar didn't pan out well actually it's a conscious choice of some of these soccer players to live their life instead of work because unlike NBA, where they have half the year off, soccer has no breaks. So, like, the reason sometimes you leave Real Madrid or Barcelona isn't because you're not good enough to play there. You're just, I don't want to be bombarded by the media all year. I want to party. I want to have fun. I have no off season. I don't want to play every other day. So, sometimes people leave, like, Ronaldinho left Barcelona to go to Milan to ch- chill out. And then he went all the way back to Brazil. Not because he's not good enough to play. It's just a different level. It's a different physical commitment. So what something that Mbappe reminds me of is a young LeBron. I don't know anybody who takes care of his body like Mbappe does. He reminds me a little bit of Ronaldo in that sense. Ronaldo was committed to greatness. So like Ronaldo was, wasn't the most talented player as a young kid at all. He just worked on his athleticism. He's the hardest working guy. He takes care of his body. He doesn't go out with his teammates. Uh, he, he's like the Kobe, I guess you could say. He's, his longevity is insane. That's way more rare in soccer than it is in any sport in American kind of sports. Yeah. Which makes it, uh, for me, a tougher thing to invest my money in um, because yep. these guys are making a lot of money. And you're right. Sometimes they need to just you know take a pause. But I think if you if, if you play as Mbappe, that's about as safe as you can get right now because he's already you already got one, right? He's like Juan Soto, right? He's already got he's already got the championship, right? I mean, it's, you know, put him head and shoulders above all these other Cage. young players, right? I guess I'll start adding like a little bit of like a start stop, but like I'm not saying like with my Tyler Hero play, I'm not saying just buy and hold inevitably forever. Like I'm just saying in the next twelve months, I could see that twelve twenty five dollar Mbappe prints go to three k, and I think that's a really nice profit in twelve months if you can oh, yeah. over double your money. And then sell into the hype of the World Cup. Yep. Yep. Let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say by the time the Euros come around, it's a $2,000 card and you want to take your $800 profit. Amazing. Love it. Listen, Luca Nation, I hope over the next couple of months to be getting some soccer cards in from my LCS. And if you get some soccer, if you get some soccer, football, if you get some soccer cards in, maybe we'll break some with you guys. Uh, Significantly less price than what blowouts charge in. So, R is the most know. menacing sound. You know, that's R- why. Yeah. That's why they don't call it mukta. They call it murder. That's why they don't call it mukduck. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, listen, this was a good Soccer. one, man. Soccer. Soccer. Football. Love you, Lika Nation. This was Thanks, fun. I was half asleep when we started. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.